0: Hey there, welcome back to the Northwest audio podcast, Midweek Formation, where we give some supplemental content to take your formation beyond Sunday morning. My name is Nick. I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke. Today, we're kicking off our second season of Midweek Formation by giving some vision for this year and talking about what it means to become a person of love.
1: Dude, talk about like the most epic intro for season two of all time. Where did you even super find hype. that?
0: Uh, I found it on uh. There's this a this like site that we have a bunch of music on like copyright free. Uh huh. And I just found it on there, and I was like, this is, this is hype. dude, so hype, super so good. Hype.
1: I'm just level energy ten out of ten right now for season two of Midweek Formation with with you, man. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's going to be a really good time. I love
0: it. I love it. We have a lot of good things to talk about, friends. Lots of good stuff. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, the purpose of Midweek Formation is to create some space beyond Sunday morning that contributes to our formation into the likeness of Jesus. Mm. Okay? So we're not... At Northwest, we're not about just doing it on Sunday morning and saying like, ooh, yay, check, we did it. We did our Christian stuff for the week. We want to go beyond that. And so this is a means to doing that. Um, And that is the point following Jesus, to become like him, to be formed into the likeness of him. Just a a quick look at this passage uh, in Luke chapter six, Jesus actually tells this parable about becoming like him. He says, can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher, implying that, hey, if you're going to follow Jesus, if you are going to be a student of Jesus then you will become like Jesus. The student is meant to become like the teacher. And Luke, we've even talked about this a little bit. And it's funny that just a few days ago, I, I saw this idea on Instagram um, promoting pastor and author John Mark Comer's new book coming in January. But it's this idea that we are always being formed. And we might, might did we talk about this on the podcast? We once? may We may have, but I think it's important to review for yeah. sure. We talked about it once, uh, but we're. it's this idea that we're always being formed, yep. okay, by something. And so the question is not like, hey, like, are you being formed? It's, it's what is forming you? Um, what is forming us? And so for us as followers, as disciples of Jesus, our question is, what does it mean to be like Jesus? Um, like, what is he like? What, what does that lifestyle look like? What do we do with that? And so we walk into this podcast hitting that question, basically. We have established that we want to be formed into the likeness of Christ, and so now we use this space to talk about what that looks like realistically. Um, And so to do that, we have... Intentional teaching collections on different topics, seasons, passages that we as pastors at Northwest think are relevant and important in this current season or moment for our community. Uh, And we'll also be using this space to expand on Sunday morning sermons to clarify, dig deeper on those topics and answer any questions that are sent in. So I do want to harp on that for a second. If you are listening to a sermon, or honestly, if you have a question about anything pertaining to God or following him, we encourage you to ask those questions. You can go on our website or use the QR code on a Sunday morning, either work, um, but you can ask us questions and we want to answer them right here on the podcast. Um, because like I said, this podcast is meant to help you on your journey of Christian formation. So answering your questions is one of the best ways that we can do that for you. Yeah. If you have a question and it goes unanswered, then like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Mm. Um, now today and next week specifically, we're going to talk through what it is that we are becoming when we follow Jesus, a person of love. Using Jesus's words in Matthew 22, 37 through 40 as a as a framework for that. So it says here in verse 37, Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment." And the second is like it, "Love your neighbor as yourself." All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So let's focus in today on what it means to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Okay? Like what what does it mean to love God? Like obviously it's not just like, oh, I love God. Mm. (laughs) He's just the coolest. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) So Luke, do you want to just kind of take us away on,
1: on, we can just
0: like start with the heart. Let's just do like a breakdown. Let's just go with the heart.
1: Yeah, dude, this is so cool because like you said, um, the formation has to go beyond Sunday. Yeah. And I, I, you just you just saying that reminded me of i've got this thing on my on my desktop <laughs> you know how sometimes you come across something and you're like i have to save that yeah and you don't know where because, to put it there's yeah. no place for it so you just so put, you it, put it on your desktop yeah, yeah it just yeah. sits there it's like oh i came across this clever idea or this really great quote <laughs> by this so many things like dead that. guy or whatever and and uh, <laughs> but i came across this i don't even know how long ago but this is so um this is such proof that Continuing form formation beyond Sunday, the impetus behind this podcast. Yeah, right. Of the value of it. So listen to this. If Jesus spent eight hours a day, every day, for three years with his disciples, he would have spent over eight thousand hours with them. And after all that time, they still had major gaps. Yeah. One hour a week on a Sunday, and ours are typically a little longer than an hour. Yeah. ours, like 75 <laughs> to 90 minutes, so we're really giving our people a little extra. One hour a week on a Sunday will never change people. Wow. We need a life that abides in Him with the support of others. Rich yeah, below us. Uh, he wrote a, a great book called uh, The Deeply Formed Life, but I, I wanted to slide that thought in there before yeah. we jumped into heart, soul, mind, rather heart, mind, soul, um, just to reemphasize just the importance of a lifestyle of formation, Mm. like a a, a constant submission unto the spirit, unto the community of believers, unto the word of God, to continue to submit this frame of mind that God has entrusted me with. I've got, what, 75, 85, 100 years of life, whatever, yeah. as long as something tragic doesn't happen, right? 100 years of life. That's Let's a... go. My my grandmother just turned 103, That's dude. true. My like, grandma's the best. What in the world? Your grandma's awesome. Anyhow, uh, you know what she said to me when she said, I asked her one year, like I think it was her 100th birthday, I go, my mom, I call her my mom, my mom, what's your secret to a long <laughs> life? And she goes, Jesus and a glass of milk. Glass <laughs> of milk. And I'm like, no, well, my didn't. mom, I haven't drank milk in like ten years, no, so she did not. Uh, I'm a toast. A glass of milk. And so I thought that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just to reemphasize just the importance of that continued formation process. And so a glass I'm, of milk. And a glass of milk. I'm so <laughs> glad. Drink your milk, folks. <laughs> I am so glad we are back at this because you know we took the summer off, like you said, and that's our rhythm is you know nine months off, three months off, because it is a lot of production work, but it's all worth it. Um, but that passage, man, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, right? That Jewish Shema, the Shema meaning like the, uh, the, the prayer that the Jewish community would engage in, in a very, very, um, like they were very religious about it. Like they repeated it. It was like, they would not miss this prayer, right? They would not miss the Shema. Um, and so of course, Jesus uh, capitulates the Shema. He he takes it and takes what is old, adds new to what it, the New Testament's use of the old. Jesus is being like, let me complete this process for yeah. you. So Jesus adds new fresh meaning to the Shema, okay? And so he gets into that um, and he goes, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. So then he completes yeah. it, yeah. right? Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, all the law and prophets hang on these two things. So basically you can't screw it up if you're yeah. affectionate completely unto the Lord and affects it completely unto God's yeah. people. Which right? I
0: love that. I love that last line, the, all the law and the prophets. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. If all you those look at the details. In- yes. If yeah. you look at the entire yeah. Bible, you must view it through the lens of yeah. love the Lord, your God mm-hmm. and love your neighbors mm-hmm. yourself. And I'm like,
1: Oh, that's so good. So to you, to your point, right. To your theme, like becoming a person of love. Yeah. Like how do we, how do we go about that? And it's awesome that the Bible instructs us and, and reveals what we don't know about like break breaking down, the human three-part self. Like we right. are made up of these three parts. In God's eyes we're like these three parts. Yeah. heart, mind and soul. Right? And how each one of these three parts um is capable of showing affectionate love unto the Lord mm. and affectionate love unto others. Like isn't that a cool yeah. thought?
0: Yeah, like we don't experience
1: ourselves as three different no, things. Like we, we experience really in one whole
0: way, but if you compartmentalize the parts mm. of of our um our human experience, you could say, like the heart-minded soul, like each of them have different, you know, things that they could give over yeah. to God and give over to the neighbor. Yeah. 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 That's super interesting. Well, starting with the heart, <sighs> mm-hmm. um, I, I do want to clarify, um, and I, I said this in a a message in mm-hmm. July, mm-hmm. Um, is your heart prepared? So definitely recommend just going back, listening to that if you have Maybe not. Maybe you could link that in the show notes um, or something. Yeah, I could link that. That could be good. Um, but the heart in, in their mind and in, in the, the reader's minds that the first century Jew mind, um, is the heart is the inner self. The heart is not the source of like, you know, Oh, I just want to follow my heart and love this person. You know, the, <laughs> um, the, the heart is like your inner self, the source of all decisions, your will, like it is your inner being is your heart. Um, and so in my mind, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, honestly, for me, especially in this last season, just looks a lot like trust. Mm. Like, like what does it mean to actually trust that God has you? Um, or 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 maybe to trust that God is working for the good mm. um of, of those who love him? You know, in in my current season, just you know, coming through a, a a season of grief yeah, um, yeah. following the passing of Maddie's mom is this has been a season of like having to trust that even though it doesn't feel good, yeah, that there is some good, like that mm. God is working for the good in some capacity. And I have to trust that even though um, I don't quite understand it, mm. like I need to understand one thing. And that is that God is, is doing, is doing things for the good. Yeah, come on. Um and use that as like the absolute truth as the basis of all things, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's unchanging. Yeah, come on. Um So, I don't know. I I was even talking to to Sam, our youth pastor a couple of days ago about um like a theology of just suffering. Mm. Um and and we had talked about, you know, our our current seasons that we've been in as he just lost his father um recently, but we've been talking about um there's a pastor that we both listen to out in San Diego. Um, and he did the sermon on suffering and, and the mm-hmm. quote that he had was, if you wait until your season of suffering to create a theology of suffering, you will lower your theology to match your pain.
1: Yes. I've heard that. Like you
0: will lower the bar of your theology to match your pain. Um, and so it's just this really profound thing for me to think about of like, wow, if I, if I can trust that God is good hmm. before I endure all of the bad things. And I just keep that bar steady and I say, you know, God is always good. Yeah. God is always good every single time, even when I don't think that he might be. Yeah. Even when I don't feel like he's doing the right things, that he wouldn't do what I would be doing. Like, man, man if I were God, I wouldn't be doing it like this. But sure. it's a good thing I'm not God because things would probably not go very well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, honestly, it comes down to a trust yeah. of like, if my heart is my inner self, my will and my decisions. I need to trust that God is, is, is doing, is doing what he says he's doing and that he is who he says he is. Sure. Um, and I feel like that's what giving over the inner self looks like. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts yeah, on that?
1: No, I think it's beautiful, man. It's just, it's a super poetic, like treatment of just the, the heart, that inner self, that inner self, the Jewish understanding of heart, um, I don't think this is in in uh, contradiction to that. I think it's maybe just included in that. I I have I have recently been thinking about how the, our heart tends to be like the intention factory. Yeah. Like right. The factory that creates motive. Yeah. Your desires and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like for better or for worse. Right? Yeah. Like your heart can be pretty darkened. Absolutely. And create some nasty <laughs> motives. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or your heart can be like purified. Yeah. Like the presence of God's fire. Yeah. And create some really beautiful motives and and. So like there's like this there's like a little factory inside of us. Mm. It's our heart and it creates intention. And like if the Holy Spirit gets access to our heart and gets to control it and pump it, like it's pretty darn certain you're going to create some purified motives, right? Mm. But if it's man, if you just keep the Holy Spirit out of yourself, out of your inner self, yeah, right. It's pretty likely your your heart will betray you, yeah, because of your susceptibility, our susceptibility to self preservation and pride, right, and ego but i i love the i loved your your comment about uh, pain and suffering and then how god is always good because the, the heart is ultimately the muscle that puts trust in god or trust in ourselves right yeah right and so like it's, it's it's your intentions it's yeah. our intentions it is really really hard to trust god when things in our lives are not good even though we know deep, 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 deep down, God is yeah. good. Like yep. God is still good, even if the stuff in our life is not good. I think that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the hard part for us to reconcile. And it ultimately comes down to, well, is our heart being controlled mm. by me or the Holy Spirit? Mm. Like, this muscle can be pumped by God. Yeah. And if he gets permission to pump it, he's going to pump out more trust and more trust in himself. Yeah, and um, that's good. But no, I thought you had. I thought you treated it so well when you preached on the heart. And so I think that all of our listeners need to go back and listen to that. But um, when when my heart is purified, dude, I want yeah to sing out praises and like submit myself to prayer and like serve people that are in need. When my, when my heart is like not purified. <laughs> I'm like thinking yeah. about like self-preservation and like yeah. ego and what is fair. Like, dude, it's so, yeah. it, our hearts betray us yeah. so fast. It, it, it,
0: what I love that you really kind of harped on is this: that God can purify your intentions, and oh, that God can yes. purify your motivations. Um, and I think that's a big part of, you know, it's no wonder that Jesus was like, hey, this sums up all the law and the prophets. Totally. Because when Makes he said, like, he looks at the law the obedience hmm. and God's like, Hey, I want you to obey me. Yeah. God wasn't just like, Hey, I just want you to do these things just cause it's fun. Like, sure. <laughs> like, no, like there, there was a reason for that. You know what I mean? There was a reason that he asked those things of us and his desire is not just that you would do them, but that you would want to do them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That you would want, that you would desire the same things that God desires. Um, And so I just think that that's interesting of like loving the Lord with all of your heart, looks a lot like, you know, one, you know, trusting that he is good and trust trusting in him, trusting that his way, the things that he's asked of you is the right way to go. And then giving it over, mm. like giving it over to him and being like, okay, I trust you. And so I desire that. Yeah. Like I'm going to take your belief about the world, God, and adopt it as my own. Yeah. Your view of people. Yeah. even. Yeah. Like, what a profound thought right there! Like, I'm going to view people as you view people. I'm just going to take that on as my own. Yeah. Um, which I think takes us into the soul a little bit. Um, because I, I I don't know about you. I think of when I think of the soul, I think of life. I think of, um, you know, a lot of different translations of that same word would be like life or breath. Yeah. Um, and so I almost think of like. Just every moment, you know what I mean. I think of the song like "Greater You, Lord." It's your breath in our lungs, and so we pour out our praise. Um, of like, the life source that I have mm. belongs to God, not to me. Um, Ethan actually touched on that with generosity a couple weeks yeah, ago, yeah. Um, and he had said, you know, when when you acknowledge that the money that you have, you know, in your bank account um, is not yours, but it belongs to God. It's much easier to give it away. Yeah, um, which that was even in another sermon I saw on on Instagram. It was crazy because it was right after Ethan's message. Um, he had this he had this kid. He was like, "Hey, can someone give me a hundred dollar bill right now?" And this kid comes up and gives him a hundred dollar bill, and I, like it was like instant. And everyone's like, "Whoa, what?" You know. And he was like, "Does anyone like? Do you want to know why he was so quick to give that to me?" He's like, "It was because I went to him before service and I gave him a hundred dollar bill." And I said, hey, give me this $100 bill when I, when I ask for it. And, and everyone like laughs a little bit. And he's like, notice how easy it was for him to come up here and give that $100 to me. You know why? Because it wasn't his.
1: Dude, let's go. I'm totally going to use that. And
0: it was like, it was like, oh my gosh. Like I, He said that and I was like, whoa, that's such a good illustration of yes. like how easy should it be for us to give and for us to be generous. Yeah. When we acknowledge that the thing does not belong to us. Um, and I think the same applies then to our life, to our breath, our life source, um, kind of going into like obedience, you know, kind of the same thing as the heart to an extent of like giving God everything that we have and everything that we are, um, because it belongs to him. It's like acknowledging, um, his ownership
1: kind of thing. I've always thought of the soul as, and I don't think this conflicts with that. I've always thought of the soul as like the sum total of me that can live and thrive without the support of this physical body. Mm, right? Like yeah. I know this is this this analogy might break down quickly cuz it's a little I don't know, it's a little clunky, but like I can talk about you without you being present and have a completely accurate understanding mm. of you, your humor, uh your right. passion set, your fear set. Um, and I can describe you pretty easily to someone without you even being in the room. Yeah. Right. Like there's, you exist without you being in the room. So like the, the question really comes down to is like, well, there was a, there was one point in history where we did not exist in, uh, in physical frame. Right. Right. But we existed in God's imagination. We existed in God's yeah. future plans. So the question then comes back, the, the reverse, the question, like, will we exist after mm. the frame gives up and our, our, our body can't support us yeah. anymore. And I think that we'll, the, the obvious, the obvious answer is like, should be yes. Like right. we know that like we will live on after the frame the, our physical bodies can't support us anymore. So what does it mean to not support us? Well, that means that there is immaterial parts of who we are. There's right. the, there's so like this soul, this life, this breath, if someone was in a comatose, they'd be pretty lifeless. That means that like all of who we are that makes us who we are, but is not necessarily supported by our physical body gets to like live forever. Mm. But then Jesus or Paul rather goes on to promise that we're going to get like new bodies. Yeah. So like it's, it's a great trade. You get a new body. You, it's, a, it's a phenomenal trade. I like when you turn 37, you start pulling muscles, man. <laughs> I pulled a muscle in my neck last <laughs> weekend. Holy neck. Like it hurts so bad. I'm like, I cannot wait for that new fresh, <laughs> That, 2.0 the, body. The, the fresh model. The fresh model. But <laughs> I'm with you, man. There's Like there is this immaterial part of who we are that is so important. Mm. And this soul, this life, this, this breath, this, um, this, this part of us that supernaturally links with God. Mm. That, that God breathed. Yes. Yeah. It's the, when, when God breathes
0: the breath into Adam.
1: Yeah, there's the yeah. supernatural link. Yeah. There's this there's this uh tangible connection. Yeah. Um Absolutely. if like if I held your hand, you and I would have a physical tangible connection. I wouldn't right. I would shake it, bro. I wouldn't yeah. hold it. Like I love Good. you, but I'll shake your hand. <laughs> like if I shook your hand, we'd have a tangible physical connection. Yeah. There is a tangible spiritual supernatural connection mm-hmm. between God and our soul. Yeah. That's kind of always how I've this, yeah understood how God describes his connection to no, us that's through good. scripture. I don't know if that's it's a little helpful. new age,
0: but like it's helpful. The soul is such a hard thing to it's describe. It's so hard because man. it's it's immaterial. It, you know, uh, I yeah. could describe I could describe the body because it's like it's you material. know I could see it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know? Um yeah, the soul is just kind of I don't know what the word might be like far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think it begs the next question. Like, how do you love God with your soul? Yeah. Like how do you a soul, you... A soul that is already given by him i know and
0: is linked with him to an extent yeah like how do you love which i guess the question the answer to that question could be or i guess to answer the question with a question um i think of like if you have a non-believer and you have a believer technically both souls are breathed by god yes they are one is an example of loving God with your soul and the other is an example of not loving God with your soul. I yeah, think that it, that could be a good representation of that in my I mind. I think that's
1: a really good start. You could even say like that all of my future self, now that I've been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, now that I've met Christ, encountered him, and been transformed from the inside, i made new, my new yeah. creation. If I'm going to love God with my soul, I'm going to love God with everything I got. Yeah. Because that's all I got. It yep. is my soul, my heart, and my mind. Yeah. Right. And so there's like this kind of idea of like, well, the soul is what's going to live on forever, anyhow. So I'm going to love him with everything yep. I got. I, I don't know if that's maybe an oversimplification. Maybe God's laughing right now. I don't know. But it, it, <laughs> God's like, God, they, they have no they have idea no what, idea what about. the soul is. <laughs> <laughs> All of this pastoral conjecture. God's like, you idiots. Uh, but we're just doing our best, Lord. We're just doing our we're best doing our to best. glorify you as best we can. <laughs> Um, and have fun along the way. Sorry, God, you're, you're just, you're so far beyond
0: our understanding.
1: (laughs) That's kind of true. It's (laughs) like, but yet he's made himself available both in the imminent and the transcendent. Yeah. Like he is, he's knowable because Jesus. Yeah. And he's transcendent because holy smokes, this is a triune God made up of three distinct persons, but yet it's one God. Well, there your brain starts to misfire. You're like, what does that mean? Um, but dude, I know I love that breaking down of of these three. So we've talked about heart, we have talked about soul. You want to talk the, about mind? The mind.
0: When I think of when I think of the mind, I think of understanding. Okay, okay. That's a def, that's a definite there. Um, oh, I think of the way maybe I view the world, the okay. way that I view people, yeah. the way that I view things, and maybe it's adopting like I, a little bit of what I said before, adopting, um, the way that God views those things. Mm. Um, I don't know. You,
1: you did the mind message a while back. I, I did. Uh, I certainly T- claim, tell us all about claim, the mind. Luke. <laughs> I claim, <laughs> I claim no authoritative stake in the ground. You're, you're a mind um, expert, right? Yeah. Right. I would, I think that, I think that you're onto something when it, when you said how, like how, how I filter, the, how I experience the world, like how I mm. view the world, our, our mind, like how, how would you even go about explaining a thought? Right? right, like, how would you explain a thought? Like, it's yeah. this thing in my brain that I think of and I picture something, right? Yes, yes. something. Like, and, and, and the la- and the language, <laughs> what well, even
0: with like language, like, I think of that for like bilingual people. Do you think in Spanish or do you think in English? Yeah, like, it, like, what are your thoughts? Because all my thoughts are in English because that's the but, only language I speak. Sure. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, their thoughts are just such a weird
1: thing. But yet we have them. But yet of we them, have right? them. So a so, lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. And so I, you know. Maybe if we use contemporary terms, I think that the mind is our—it's the computer God's given us to process yep. life. It's—it's—it's it's, it's this computer inside of us. It, call the mind the brain. Call the mind a result of the brain. Like I don't know who—who who really cares? All—all all I know is that the mind is in the Bible. It's talked about. Yeah, talks about having the mind of Christ you know, love the Lord with your mind. It's almost like God has given us a computer inside of us that we can leverage Mm. and choose to use to love him back. And it is a beautiful mind. And I did not mean to reference the movie, although that is a good movie. (laughs) Um, I do think it is, it is the, it's the processor by weeks by which we used to experience all of the, all of life around us. And I think it's really important to protect our minds yeah. because just like a computer can obtain a virus mm. or be overloaded, our minds can obtain those things. Yeah. Our minds can be uh, hurt. Our minds can be um, hijacked. Our minds can be infiltrated, hacked, all those kinds of things. And so I think to love God with our minds is to use our mind to our full potential yeah, and know, to protect pro- it to protect it yeah. from viruses, so to speak. You know, using the analogy there. Um, I think it might be good if you plugged that uh, Sunday morning in the show yeah. notes. Of, we'll have lots of links in the sermon. Lots of links this time <laughs> in the show notes. Um, but they're t- yeah. So when you talk about heart, mind, soul, heart, soul, mind, whatever order we you know we use there, there that seems to kind of sum up the human. You know, yeah, like, it, it does. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I, as you were talking about this, it made me think of in Philippians. Um, when you know when Paul talks about the um the humility of God um the humility of Jesus, uh, it says in chapter two, verse five, in your relationship with one another, have the same mind or mindset as Christ, whoa, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, rather he made himself nothing, taking the nature of a servant being made in human likeness, um, mm. and so it's like I wonder if, going back to the idea of like the way you view things of like the same mindset, like saying god i am I'm am handing over to you um, the way that i I think about things and the way that I view things, my understanding of things. Um, you know I think about our culturals like social ladder mm-hmm. or um ladder of success mm-hmm. and saying god i i i you know. Push that away and instead I adopt yours mm. um, of moving downward, downward mobility um, I love of that. like, you know, I'm having a different view, an upside down view of the world um, and adopting the mindset of the
1: kingdom. Come on, dude. I, j- I seriously feel like the Lord just like used you to say this and I'm going to, I want to fill it out. Like a downward mobility is an upward humility. Mm. You just described that in process. Like what a what a good sermon point. Like right the downward mobility of just like I wanna I'm just going to continue to submit myself unto yeah. the Lord, unto his ways, be a follower of Jesus. I'm not out to get rich and famous. Yeah. Like most of us are gonna be forgotten about. Like yep. all our lives are but vapors. Like a downward ability is this upward humility. And I think that a mind having the mindset of Christ. Being of one mind. Mm. Dude, beautiful,
0: beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's like similar to what you said of the um, protecting your mind, using the mind to its fullest extent, but also using it in the way it was intended to be used, Mm. which is where that comes in of the having the same mindset as as God and having the same worldview as God is God designed your mind with an intention. Yeah. And he said, this is how I want the mind to work. And so, whenever we choose, to, you know, to to follow the way of the world, the way of the flesh, the way of the enemy, we are basically choosing to not use our machine correctly. <laughs> yeah, this man, is yeah. it's user error. <laughs> <laughs> like this is like Luke with an iPhone stuff, like going on. Like, <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired!
1: Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> I mean, it's true, but shots fired. It's
0: true. Um, no, it's like we're using it incorrectly. Yeah, and so. Loving God with your mind is like, hey, I'm going to use my mind the way you intended me to. I'm going to use my heart the way you intended me to. I'm going to use my soul the way you intended me to. I like that. Um, And the way that you intended was to become a person of love. Yeah. Of complete, full devotion to God and to others. To be completely submissive. um, Completely humble. Um, I think I heard it said... I I think somebody said this. It might have just been a thought in my own head, and I thought someone said it. I don't know. Um, But but following jesus pretty much like it often looks like giving up your your rights and often looks yeah. like giving up what you think you're entitled to yeah absolutely um and instead saying you know what i deserve nothing but 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 jesus and i deserve nothing but but the cross um like like those things are the only things that i will use as my defining factor yeah um yeah, yeah. and and everything else is just is just here yeah and i'm just invited to by god to be a part of it To be joined in it, Mm. Um, but whatever situation I'm in, I will just give everything over to Jesus every time.
1: Yeah, the the mind. I don't know if the heart, mind, soul is just God's clever way of helping us understand ourselves. Yeah, maybe He was like, "You need you need to break this down," (laughs) (laughs) or if like one feeds the other. Like Hmm. I don't know if it's that. There's like a cyclical nature kind of thing. Yeah, is it linear? Is it cyclical? I I don't think it even matters if you choose to treat it linear right. or cyclical. It doesn't change the outcome. But I will say that there tends to be a battlefield happening in the mind mm. that does often affect the heart. Yes, it that does. does often affect yeah. the soul. And, and maybe not every time. Maybe it's not that simple. Yeah. But I will say that human susceptibility to lies... Mm. in untruths, mistruths, misinterpretations, misconstru- misconstruing other people's intentions, words, blah, 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 blah. It's quite high. Yeah. You know, well, we'll, and,
0: and honestly, then it, it affects our intentions.
1: It absolutely do it does. Um, my therapist years ago, uh, she described this uh, little bit of a linear process, kind of clever tongue in cheek. She called it tea. Like it's time to have tea. <laughs> <laughs> and her point was, she goes, She goes, your thoughts, T affect Mm. your emotions. E, Mm. your emotions affect your actions. A wow. Time to have T. It it might not be that simple. That's mind, heart, soul. Well, and that was my point. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, is it there tends to be a little bit of a linear experience there. But my wife, who is a therapist, she will describe it this way. She 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 breaks it down in a pie and she describes the three as uh your your thoughts, um, your actions, and your feelings. And the way that she teaches her clients this, this idea is that if you can um, control two of the three of those, the last one will follow automatically. Mm. So if you can control your thoughts and your actions, your emotions will follow. Yeah. If you can control your thoughts and your emotions, your actions will follow. If you control your actions and your emotions, your thoughts will follow. So wow. she, that, I know it's quite powerful, right? That it's so it's very true.
0: I mean, it's like the whole that study on like smiling. If you smile more, you'll be happier. Be happier.
1: Yes. Yeah. So whether it's linear, whether whether it's cyclical, I really think is irrelevant. Yeah, they all
0: affect each other. They all affect each other. Yeah. That's
1: the point. Um. So going back to the idea of the mind and how important it is, I think for us to be thinking true thoughts, mm-hmm. so that we have accurate emotions so that we have godly actions. Mm -hmm. And how God is just inviting us into um, his ways. Yeah. And his ways are not the ways of anxiety and not the ways of ruminating and not the ways of um, defense, defending your rights, defending defending yourself. Defending rights. And part of that is the Christian life. Yeah. Yeah. You choose to follow Jesus, there's a whole bunch of things that go with that. Yeah. Because you're saying, I submit to your way of life, Jesus. So when you say, Nick... Becoming a person of love. I think it's important for our people to understand what that means. That means you're com- you're becoming a person of self-sacrifice. Mm, yeah. Because love is a verb. Yeah. It's an action, man. Like the reason God loved us is not because he decided to, but yeah. because he proved it on the cross. Yeah. With action. Yeah. Right? He suffered, but then he conquered death because he's more powerful than death. And so like becoming a person of love is becoming a person of self-sacrifice.
0: Yeah. That's super good. And so... Oh, that like completely, that completes this because it's literally to love the Lord, your God, to sacrifice yourself to God with your heart, soul, and mind is to basically submit those things over to his way. Dude. And to love your neighbor as yourself is to sacrifice for your neighbor, which we'll get into that, all of that next week as well. Um, Wow. I feel like that's, bro, that's a good place to stop. I
1: think it. I feel like we the, wrapped, we we said that pretty good. Best best podcast ever on the first podcast of season 2. My gosh, we're off to a good start. <laughs>
0: the only one there has been and the only one that there will be. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but the best one.
1: <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Not just joking. We've set a new standard.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hopefully not all downhill from here. Uh, If you have questions or things you want us to talk about on the podcast, please, please, please let us know. You can do that by going to the media tab on our website at mercyroadandw.com. And on our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community. And you can get a hold of me or Luke directly as well on there if you go to the staff page and you can send us an email if you'd like. Mm. So yeah, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you again soon.